emotions to create art at this point in time than what you like yeah what used to be obviously you're putting in fucking emotions and you're putting in your fucking all but now it's like you have to more and more exploit who you are as a person in order to um in order to relate to the masses which is crazy because like or to interest the masses and we're trying to interest the masses right now just to let you guys know we're starting a new podcast it's 10 o'clock uh hey we're here with bella dillman and Looks like Sam Carroll's going to go get a burrito or something. But I'm Pam Benjamin. We're hanging out. We're doing weird podcasty stuff. We're talking. We're hanging out in the stew. So, yay. I just yay. wanted to. We just started a new one. So I was like, all right, we got to give a demarcation of time and stuff. So, yay. No, all of the things that we're talking about are really important. And people have to engage in actual conversations to move society forward because things are a problem. I've, um, I'm trying to feel more like a, I'm trying to use my wokeness on my Zoom calls with all my buddies in Jersey because they are fucking so racist. Do you know how racist people are on the East Coast? It's insane. I finally, this is the first time in my life that I've been like, wow, like as a woke Californian, I need to stop you in the middle of your story and talk about how you just said like, four super racist things and we have to back up and start thinking about our language bro we can't you every person that like when they tell a story talks about the color of somebody's skin don't do it demarcate them in any other way they're a millennial they're young they're poor they're rich they're whatever but don't do it by the color of their skin because one at a time we can start rolling back this racist bullshit I, and exactly yeah uh completely like i i understand that too um all this all this like this free speech radio is amazing but i think it is like necessary to have a conversation and sometimes that's why we sometimes get into some some we've yelled at each other and that's mm-hmm. fine i think we've been yelling it's a dialogue it's a dialogue no, we, we yeah we were yelling we on the same side just now yeah side. and i shouldn't yell and i feel like oh it makes me my and i've been taught that so uh in my first year of poetry school mm-hmm. this guy dan langton he might be dead now but he was a beat poet he was with all those guys and i had a poetry class with him and he was amazing and he said and this works for comedy too he said when you're doing a live reading and people aren't listening to you Your impetus is to go faster and be louder. And he said, no, go against that. Go slower and be softer. If you you cut it down, if the audience isn't listening, you want to go faster. You want to tell them, like, no, listen to me, listen to me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And they're going to go get a drink, and they're going to look at their phone, and they're going to do whatever the fuck they're doing. But if you stop and go, like, silent and then whisper stuff, they're right back with you. And that was specifically with poetry, but I move that into comedy in the same way. It really, it works. It works. You have to let something sit. You do, because I have, I do also have the uh, inclination to always speed through my jokes and not let them sit, but I've gotten to a better Especially place where I feel lose, so... when the audience, when you mm-hmm. see them sort of go get a drink or start looking at their phone, you're like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. But look at me, look at me up here. Like, like, I'm yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a thing that and I always They're not gonna go with like. the I'm back. They're gonna go with you starting to go, Hey, 
And like that's with parenting too. Hey parents. Hey parents, let's let's take a lesson from this. Don't yell at your kids. Don't spank your kids. Because we fucking love those kids, right? And they're not going to listen if you're just yelling at them. I'm telling you, they're just going to want to rebel more. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a woman who took two education classes. Let's go. I know everything. I know everything. Well, I've, I have, uh, I've tried to call people out on the bus for bad parenting, and it doesn't always work the way I hope it does. Uh, oh, a- God. I tried, to, I tried to call my own mother and father out on bad parenting. And they were butthurt. Yeah, like, man. I get it. I get it. Oh, God. You're parenting me. And I'm the one that's like, oh, God, you shouldn't do this. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you are the one that, you, of course, you don't want it. And I'm like, no. But, uh, Power uh, struggle with I'm your telling on you. <laughs> I'm telling you, you shouldn't pinch your kids that hard. <laughs> like, don't pinch them. Right. <laughs> like, leave them alone. Well, they're chilling. Here's <laughs> the thing. I- I've never shaken a baby. But I've shivered a baby. You know what oh I mean? My God. You like have a baby and you're like, yeah. Why okay. are you not? Why are you crying? It's I fed you. I fed you and you have a clean diaper. Pam. And I'm not shaking a baby. I'm it's shivering just, a baby. It's, just it's a shiver. Like a little slight it's a gesture. Shiver. It's a, a shiver. gesture that you it's should be worried. Shiver. You no, shiver I. You you look at them in the face and you go, what do you need? That's a, that's Don't. why I get postpartum depression so much is because like, I I was a daycare worker and I took care of the care I took care of the baby so good so all good, of the all so of the good. all of the women there were like no just let them cry and I was like no, no. I'm going to be the fairy princess and I'm, I'm gonna, gonna take care of all these babies, babies. at the same time I'm gonna take care of six babies they're not gonna cry. But there was this one baby who came in, like, in the middle of when I was working, when I was working overtime every day, like, 12 hours a day. 13th hour. Yeah, bitch. 13th hour. Like, opening and closing this fucking daycare. Mm. Doing both. Mm. And at that point, he came in, and he was eight months old, mm. and he he wasn't socialized to the daycare thing he only knew his mom he only wanted his mom he's like i need a tit right now so yeah exactly and i had to he would cry every second of the day and so i would hold him cry I don't know. It does. It, it, I don't know if when they're sleeping, know about babies, mm-hmm. babies that are yeah, babies that are sleeping and that are happy, and then another baby cry. The they wake up and they're like, "I'm not happy. I just want to sleep." And what they're saying is, "Let me sleep. Let me sleep." That's all they're saying. And yeah. And the baby's like, "I need. I need You can't get me. It's awful. Yeah. And so at that point, that I was holding that baby and I was just like, "I could crush a baby." If I wanted to crush a baby, I could crush. It. I didn't crush the baby. Obviously, no, I'm here. Crush the baby. Of course, I didn't crush oh, the baby. baby. But postpartum depression is Sweet real because baby. sometimes you're just like, "Holy fucking Sweet shit, baby. this sucks." Oh goodness, I uh, there was a I had a family that I nannied for, and they their child was three months old, and they wanted to go on a vacation, and I had been with their baby, and everything was fine, and they were like, "We need to be gone for forty eight hours." And wow, wow, it is, I am so glad I never birthed my own child, and I'm so glad that I get paid to hang out with small children, and it makes me crazy that moms aren't paid 
to hang out with small children because it is a real fucking job. It is actual hard labor and that it isn't respected makes me like cringe that we have arguments about how women aren't respected right now in our current current gestalt when everybody demonizes single moms and that makes no sense because they are working so much harder. They're a single mom. That means they probably have a, two jobs and they're still taking care of their children. And then you're like, oh, we shouldn't give you money, you weirdo. Why are you take, taking money to fucking raise children, which is so hard? I don't know. And I'm just a nanny. I don't even have my own kids. I can't even imagine. I just try to love your kids as hard as you would love them. You love your own kids? I want to love your kid as much as you love your kid. Because you're paying me 20 bucks an hour. Of course I'm going to love your kid real hard. You're paying me to do it. I'm super down, bro. I will love your child. I love kids. I love cats. I love birds. And dogs are okay or whatever. The dogs are great. You just have to... Pooping. Oh, so much pooping. Babies are great, but so much pooping, right? Like, wow. And here's the thing. Why can you throw baby poop away in, like, the regular garbage? But in the tenderloin, when people shit into a clamshell, everybody gets all up in arms like, oh, they're shitting in the... Why are they throwing poop away in the... Are we not... Why is baby poop okay to throw away, but human... Are babies not humans? I don't know. No, yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, There's, there's like, this whole, like, bio... Like, when I was working at a daycare, too, there was one kid who was... Who only had cloth diapers. Oh, God. And we had to just scrape that shit out, yeah, dude. Yeah, like, the toilet. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? You flush it down and then you stick it in a plastic you bag. You can't expect if you're at a daycare. If your kid's at a daycare, you cannot expect those women. It's an organic who are, daycare. Okay, who are mostly like Pakistani and Indian women who have not gotten like opportunities to do anything. Like w- one of my coworkers was a fucking engineer. Yeah, of course. Was a fucking engineer in Pakistan. And she she was like when I quit, she was like how much do you get paid? And I was like 950. And then she was like I get paid $7 an hour. And I was like, I'm so much under, I'm so much more underqualified than you. Yeah. How the fuck are they paying you this, dog? Like, how the fuck are you paying? Well, that's so. That's the thing is that when the cheaper the labor, the more profit exists, and that's how America was built. Here's the thing I say all the time. Everyone's like, oh, how much do you love Abraham Lincoln? Oh, Abraham Lincoln, he freed the slaves and did all this stuff. Abraham Lincoln didn't free the slaves because he was a fucking humanitarian. He freed them because the people in the North were pissed at the people in the South because they're like, we can't make as much money because they have free labor. Yeah. They have free labor. They have slavery, and they don't have to pay their workers, and we're up here trying to make a product, and we have to pay our people actual money, even if they're indentured servants, and we've been trying to subjugate them for a long time, but they have fucking rights or whatever, and they just won't let, because we wrote this thing about the Constitution. We're like, oh, people have rights, and like, oh, no, we got to respect their rights, and we don't, and they don't have to respect these people's rights as rights, and they get free labor? Fuck them. And that's why Abraham Lincoln fucking freed the slaves. It was to placate all of 
the industry people in the north because yeah. they had to pay for I their mean, labor. I mean, it's kind of impossible. It, it is kind of impossible to believe that. Um, well, I mean, I guess there were abolitionists of the age and stuff like that. And like, they I were just humanitarians. Don't, uh, yeah. They were saying these people are people. But what I'm saying is that the politician of Abraham Lincoln did not free the slaves because he was a humanitarian, not because he was Frederick Douglass, not because he was fucking Harriet Tubman, not mm-hmm. for any of those reasons, but because he had to placate the capitalist movement in the North. Yeah, but it and just kind of like spurs a, con- it spurs a conversation. Like, I know that politicians, like, are it's very easy to see, to feel like they're doing everything to further their career in politics, but... If there were people in the North who um, who didn't want slaves, who were in that same boat, like, couldn't it, it – it could also be possible that he, uh, Abraham Lincoln, like, yes, that is an ulterior motive, and that's, like, something that is kind of believable, but also it's not unbelievable that uh, Abraham Lincoln felt things for these, for these people who were being oppressed and – kind of was like just more of a progressive soul and had this empathy about him and stuff I like that. I hope so. Yeah, like that's definitely a hope, but also and it is believable like what you're saying is just like oh if it like if if you do really believe that all politicians are completely figureheads yeah. that are total puppets that are just mm-hmm. forwarding the keeping the wealth in the At hands of a few. At that point in time though, I don't really think that very many people had the op- like especially now like now no one votes like how many people were really voting well you at couldn't that point. vote women couldn't vote i know women couldn't vote and, and, and like how many people, people were exactly it's of a vote like so what? who were the people who were really voting like were you really puppets of this this mass people like but also people who are incarcerated can't vote exactly and, and that's uh racist and systematic who gets mm. to vote so you have to have money to vote. You have to be a landholder to vote. Originally, you had to be a landholder. And what if you aren't? What if you're a woman and you're not allowed to hold land? What if you're a witch? And what if your dad gave you land and you didn't get married because of whatever reason and then they crucify you as a I witch mean, yeah, because they, they want to mm-hmm. steal your land? That's what they were doing in the 1500s and 1600s in fucking in England. They All the women that had any volition of their own without a man, they were a witch. And what did you do? They couldn't have anything, and then they just kill them, and you take whatever they had, and wow, I don't know. It's like, mm-hmm. are we going to move into the future and see people as people? When is a person a person? When is someone who lives in Malaysia good enough that they don't make 10 cents on the dollar? When does it mean that, oh, you're making, like, so, for example, Old Navy jeans, like, where are they made? Malaysia and Kuala Lumpur and all these places. And people are paid nothing. And they have real skills. When you sew pants, sewing is a real skill. So we're just not paying those people because they live in another country. What, because they're not good enough? Like, because only Americans get to have this lifestyle or only Chinese people? Or who do we decide that gets to have a roof over their head and and not have to poop into a ditch? Like, when Mm -hmm. do we decide that we can facilitate everyone's needs yeah that that's really hard um it's i just peed like, on this I, I, last night yeah <laughs> oh yeah it. definitely like oh <laughs> like you got to sometimes i i've been peeing in public a lot more lately 
Uh, because I'm tired of waiting. Well, COVID has closed all the bathrooms. You go to a fucking uh, gas station and you can't use the restroom. Like, no one lets you use the potty because all oh, the COVID and the stuff. And so we just keep getting yeah. more and more distanced. And who gets to use the toilet? Who's good enough? It's just like, it Who's is really scary is to me. Enough? I just, like, honestly, ideally, if I wasn't bored as shit and fucking tired as fuck of being inside... I just would ideally want to be like ideally, okay. I ideally would want to be a cast member on Love Island. Oh, I don't know what this is. Love Island, they are in a quarantine bubble in Las Vegas. Oh goodness. Drinking cocktails mm. and fucking bitches, mm. dude. And like being filmed for reality TV and having drama. Like, that is fine with me. I wouldn't get sick. No one would be going out. Like, that's my ideal. Like, I want to have Big fun. Brother. You want to be on Big Brother. I want to be on Big Brother. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I want. That's yeah. they Big Brother. Quarantine before quarantine. They were like, oh, no, you're quarantined. It was like, I can't handle it. There are so many yeah, videos yeah, yeah. of people having to tell the people on Big Brother that they were in quarantine. Like, they were like, well, um, uh, I understand that you guys have been here for two weeks and don't know anything about the news, but the news is that everyone's dying and everything's locked down. And you know how you thought you were going to be here for three weeks? I think you might be here for ten months. <gasps> you know, like that kind of... What's in the refrigerator? That's yeah. the thing. Is like, Big Brother, I want to get into that refrigerator. I would never get kicked off any of those shows because I love cooking so much. Oh, yeah. And nobody, they'd be like, no one would, oh, mm-hmm. we can't get rid of Pam. Mm-hmm. She's cooking all the good meals. She's working with the sap. How'd she find the saffron? What even is that? She smuggled it in. How did that happen? Yeah. I mean, are you, is everything going to be okay? You checking it out? I keep, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just, All every once lives. in a while. I know. Somebody uh, <laughs> film us here. Eight, 4 HD. It's going to be like Mutiny Radio uh, reality uh, TV show. Yeah, we are currently in the midst of just the most Flava Flav shit I've ever. Like, it's like, who wrote this? Who I don't want this. this. Who wrote it? Oh, I'm Who in. wrote this? Who wrote it? Because <laughs> it's like, honestly, I know I'm the queen of the universe, as I said before, but like, I didn't write this story. I don't want this. Uh, no, you're 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 a feminist queen. I love you. I I, yeah. I think you're so funny and original and wonderful, and I'm so glad that you're here and hanging out at Mutiny Radio. Bella but Dylan, men everyone. suck. Will they do sometimes? I honestly think that they're just babies. And They're big they, old babies, and honestly, that's why I was like, that's why I was not really into at first dating someone who was younger than me, because I was like, I already hate men who are older than me. <laughs> like they already act like fucking children. Like, True. what am I gonna do with a man who's younger than me? Yeah. yeah. Well, it is impossible to curb anyone's behavior, but. Sometimes you have to put your foot down, and even oh, if they I don't understand <laughs> at the time, it's just that for for my own safety tonight, I had to put the kibosh on some behavior. He's done because, it to me, but he's done thing. it to me if too. If you applaud negative behavior, then they think it's okay. Yeah, I used to teach small children, and if you give them positive reinforcement for a negative behavior. 
they think the negative behavior, because it yields attention, not all, uh, negative he attention. He is positive. just a you little boy lashing out right now, and I'm so mad about it because it's like – it's a lot of men too, like my cousin's husband who's just sitting there lashing out because someone got mad at him for not wearing a mask one time. Like the reason why he's being like this is because he was like, oh, well, I wasn't wrong for not wearing a mask that one time. And now you guys are mad at me like I was never wrong. You know, like that's how it is with men sometimes. Like and I am i don't know if it's men, like maybe sometimes it's women. I honestly haven't interacted as much with women, especially romantically. I think that women are not taught that their ego is as important as men are taught that their needs and i think ego is derived out of needs Mm -hmm. and a lot of times men's needs are more aptly met no but also i feel bad for men i do i'm sorry i feel bad for myself obviously all the time i feel bad for women all the time but I feel bad for men because, like, how, like, what would it be like to grow up with this entitlement that, like, it, every little thing sets me off? Like, I would fucking hate that because I'm a kind person. And whenever I get angry, like, right now when I'm angry, I'm like, I fucking hate that. I hate that. I don't like, like to feel angry. Well. Sometimes I do. If I'm in a, if I'm in a rant and I'm yelling at someone, feeling angry can feel good. As long as you're comfortable enough with the person that you know that at the end of it, they're going to be okay. Like, if you're going to yell at someone, it has to be a person that you're comfortable enough with that you, they're not exactly. going to hate you at the end of it. And this is the first person that I truly have felt com- – like, because people have done shit shit to me all the time. But this is the first person that I felt comfortable with being like, I'm calling you out right this fucking second. You're being an idiot. And then he's like, well, I don't want you to bring up. And I'm like, you're being an idiot, dude. Like, that's you being an idiot. Like, right. That that's completely unfounded we just had like four weeks of us being in complete bliss and even two days ago talking about how much we were honeymooning still he's just like it is infuriating that change you know like it's it's annoying you know because I feel so secure that when this happens I know it's just like him being a fucking dickhead and I'm like it's not him being it's alcohol, it, honestly. Yeah, and I fucking it, that's all hate it, is. it sometimes, it's though. All, it's all it is, and uh, my last relationship for seven years was with a wonderful gentleman, and I, and I do still love him dearly. But even after we broke up, he said, it's so funny because I realize now that 75% of our relationship was based on alcohol, and that is absolutely true, that for seven years, our relationship was so blissful because all we did was drink together. Oh no, and like I great. I've been sober for a long well I mean like on and off sober for a long time and it's not about us drinking together because he's been sober too. And it's like he's the one person he is the one man who is like one of the only men who has turned me down while I was drunk. Huh. You know, like uh, you know cuz I I know he respects that sort of like I know he puts on like a big front and he's going through a lot right now, but like he's fucking like, he's a good person, and that's the thing that I see, that it's so annoying when I see him doing these things, and I don't know when it's going to prove it. Like, I don't, he's not going to prove himself that he's a bad person because I know how good he is. Yeah. You know? Like, he's he's an amazing fucking person, and it just annoys me when he does stuff like this because it's an, it's not him. Yeah. 
And maybe I put him on a pedestal, but it's not him. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's the alcohol. I'm telling yeah. you. It's, uh, it, and I've, I've browned out black. I mean, when I'm in a blackout, nobody knows it because I'm still lucid. So I make choices and I'm still myself. I just don't remember it later. But I can get, and because I don't remember it later, it sort of gives me this blanket to not be afraid of my behavior. And that's Mm -hmm. something that I'm working on in that I have to eat enough so that I don't black out. And like, why do I feel the need to not have any responsibility for what I'm doing with my behavior? Exactly. Like I have so many times had to go back and take responsibility for what I've done during a blackout because I am like I have done multiple things not only to get arrested, but to like like my friends like I I was so many positive like I was so I was so positive so many times that my friends were never going to speak to me again because I like would black out and fucking fist fight them. Sure. You know, like bad fights. I, I hear you. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you have to own up for that shit, but it's so hard to get to the point where you will because you're always like, I was drinking. I can be different when I'm not drinking. I'm a, I'm a whole different person whole different when I'm person. drinking. Well, but that's, and it's like, yeah, but then but reel it back, baby. But don't black out. If you don't remember your own behavior, what do you have to be responsible for? Exactly. Now, that's my own, like, of course, and it's – it's so much easier when you wake up, when you come out of a blackout and you're like, where am I? I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to get home. Who knows what happens? Whatever. Like, it's much. I'm so lucky I've never had an STD, honestly. Yeah. I've woken up in people's houses with, and I'll even admit this on radio, with wet jeans. You ever been on the 14 bus going back? Oh, you to your pissed house? your pants I first? I pissed my pants. I know. I've, I've been there too. Wet fucking pants on, the, and I'm on the bus, and I'm like, can everybody smell me? Everybody smells piss. Everybody can see that my pants are wet. Does it look like my pants are dry? What does it look like? I don't know what's going on. Oh, shit. Like, and I'm still a little drunk, so I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, I pissed my pants. I'm good. Hope. But to like be, wow. Like it's yeah, and but then because I was so wasted, I don't remember what happened, so I don't have to take responsibility for all of that because I don't remember it anyway. Exactly. And, but that's what I'm trying to change. I mean, I'm fucking over forty now. Jesus Christ, it's time to change that shit, right? And I, I definitely eat more, and I haven't emptied my pants in a long time. Oh, congratulations! But here's the thing, people who might date me in the future if i decide to pass out not in my bed with my jeans in on on the carpet that's because my jeans are a sponge please please don't take my pants off please please boy who's staying with me nice man whoever you are leave me on the carpet do not take my pants off they are a sponge Oh, yeah. Be on the team. Absolutely. Be on the team. Absolutely. Be on the team. Don't, like, <laughs> my mom, I, okay, so one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me is, okay, okay, one of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me is when I went to my cousin's wedding, and I was completely fucked up. It was like, 
It was a weekend where there were three parties and a party suite. So the first night I hooked up with one of his friends and um, ran away from security trying to get into uh, trying to not get in trouble because I was underage. And then there was the next day where I was just blackout and hooked up with another one of his friends. And then the third day, it was the wedding, the wedding. And I went home with my mom who was sleeping in the other bed and I pissed this hotel bed so bad, so bad. And my mom tried to undress me and it was just so much worse. It was just everywhere. That's not what we want. It's absolutely not what we want. It was it, like that was probably the time that my mom was like, okay, time to time to change. <laughs> like reel it back, daughter of mine. Yes, please. I love you so much. But if you could not pee in. I threw up once. Uh, I was on a family cruise uh, going to Alaska my parents, I was I was 19 at the time. They put my brother and I in a room deep, deep in the caverns. They were up with one of the things. They had a balcony. And uh, I, I drank so much, I threw up in my bed. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to take all of my sheets into the shower to sort of wash them off. And I was in a room with my brother. And I had to wake up the next morning. And I had to go kayaking with my dad. No. And I was so hungover. And I kayaked, and we were, like, hitting salmon. And I was like, this is so beautiful, and this would be great if I didn't want to die right now. It wasn't um, the end it of was, me. I, I was – I remember being a kid. Uh, I remember my parents used to buy me things. That was great. <laughs> that was awesome. I remember those days. <sighs> my parents don't they – don't, uh, they don't respect my lifestyle very much. No, really? Nope, not at all. They are not into free speech and what I'm doing. Uh, they're um, Christians. They mm-hmm. uh, love God very much. Oh yeah. And that's great. That's I, I, they're afraid of death. That's cool. I'm down. Like it's fine. I, I I'm down with existential dread. They want to believe in twelve mansions in heaven. Good stuff. Like hell yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, I respect it. Like if if I could have a, va- I feel like I took. I feel like I was in the Matrix and I took the fucking red pill or whatever. And I was like, oh, now I see the truth and everything sucks and we're all going to die. And uh, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the reality of life. That's well, that's what's so crazy because it's like when you're trying so hard to get something and you feel like that's the only way that your life will be fulfilled, mm. then that be- creates like a completely different environment for you to have fun. Like, I feel like I have so many things that could make my life happy. And it's like, you can't, you can't just bet on one, obviously. Like, I'm not going to do anything to uh, get rid of those opportunities, but I'm going to work my hardest on every single opportunity that could possibly make me happy. And maybe that'll make me a jack-of-all-trades but master of none, but maybe I'll be happy. There's an old song from the 40s, and it's a standard, and it goes... I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. Yeah. I'm betting everything I have on you. Uh, and it's and it's not, don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's don't how do I it. feel sometimes. Don't. Though. You can't. Well, and God, for a long time in my life, I didn't. I I separated my eggs, 
and and now I've got all my eggs in the mutiny basket and it's very scary because then it's like oh my god what if I lose the basket but then it's like wow what freedom if the basket disappears like wow what would what would happen to my life if I didn't have this albatross around my neck like what could yeah, I do where exactly could I, go? I could go and some yeah I could do it it seems like the better option sometimes it seems like the better option to take that albatross off your neck but also if it's the thing that you love and it's the thing that you are really doing and it's like you've worked so hard for it then why give it up that's my thing is it's like it's so hard for me to give things up i know know. because of that because i'm like i have put so much into this but maybe attachments i mean the buddhists say that attachments are the root of all suffering so if you remove all the attachments then you can finally be free. And but so But that's so crazy to me because attachments, family, you know? like I like I, I see know. attachments more with like attachment with people. Yeah. And it's like family, friends, what do you do when those go away? Because I don't think I would be happy because when I haven't had those personal um ties yeah tethers tethers to the world it's been so different for me and like honestly like me thinking that i'm a fucking god who's controlling the world is so much less healthy than me having a fucking boyfriend and being like in my family and helping them out like i would rather not be famous because i would think that i was like fucking the controller of the universe my brain would be insane i don't think i could handle it i think the answer is to smoke more pot i think that that's i think the answer to smoke less pot Ah. dude honestly like i smoked pot from sam and now i'm like hello i am the fucking (laughs) i am the number i am a god i am a king i am a king i am a god (laughs) everything's gonna work out I can control this person. It doesn't matter my expectations because no matter how high they are, they will reach them because I control everything. Well, which I, is a lie and a fucking disappointment when I don't control everything. The only thing we can control is our own selves and our reactions to the things around us. Exactly. But I've gotten to a point that I'm like, people think it's fucking weird. Like, people think I'm being like fucking victimized, not by like by everybody like by my mom by my family everyone thinks I'm being victimized but I'm like honestly I don't give a fuck dude like just like like I don't like that's the thing like yes they have high expectations of me but I'm there like I don't give a shit like why do you think this is a bad thing like it's fine like I'm fine and it's not me being like disingenuous or not following my dreams, it's like, I'm glad that I get to help my family out. I'm glad that I get to help people out. That's my fucking calling. That's my calling, is helping people. Why aren't you a nun? No. Put on the I habit, baby. Fuck so much. Oh. I fuck God, too much, dude. I do. And it's like, also, like, I like I like God. Like, I do. And I love God. That's cool. No, I'm down but with God. But also, it's like, it's like, sometimes I'm like, bro, like, no matter what I do in this life, you gotta like have me because I'm because I have gone through so much, dog. Like I'm trying my best. Like yeah. there's no like because I believe in you, like dog. Just like chill with me, bro. Like please, like <laughs> yeah. No, hey, uh, look to the birds of the sky. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father takes care of them. Yeah, uh, I'm down with that bird shit. 
I'm, uh, I mean, yes, exactly. I don't think that a higher being like that would punish you for being human. Well, and you know, you, humans I'd are born l- sinners, I'd- baby. This is a fucking preacher podcast on humans are born sinners, dog. Oh. And I'm a sinner. And everyone around me is a sinner, and so I let everyone treat me however so, they want so to. So take the, <laughs> so take the plank out of your own eye before r- removing the speck from your brother's eye. Another fucking hell yeah! You oh, know bear, more bear, bear, about the Bible than me. Oh, bear, Bible bear, bear. You know more about the Bible than me because I have never I, heard about I, it. Uh, <laughs> I I was uh, traditionally raised in the Bible. I went to Christian school for like. Years and years of my life, and then oh, that's I, cool. I'm just casual Bible. Yeah, I studied Judaism for many, many years as well, so I'm versed in that's all of the Judeo-Christian fuck. things. I don't know a lot about Muslim shit. I know a little bit about the Mormons. I know just enough to be dangerous about the Mormons. But uh, honestly, yeah. I hate these boys, but I love these boys because they always know how to like bring it to like something super not serious oh you know yeah where'd sam go speaking of i know not sam being like speaking of, yeah, speaking of like me and you together i feel like we bounce off each other and we're like let's get into no, the we're like, like, and you, like the fucking entire shit. yeah like fuck like let's go let's go into the entire thing like what is life about what is life about? And when two men get together too, I feel like that's how they're like too. They're like, eh. that's no, why Joe like, Rogan. Like, how big is your dick, man? <laughs> that's Mine's why Joe Rogan like, is always like, yeah, I did DMT, and you know what I saw? Have like, you done DMT? No, I I'm, so, I'm talking about uh, Joe Rogan. I I don't no, think no, I could no, ever no, I get do it. DMT. I know he talks about DMT too. Ba- like my brain fry zone. Like I last time I did acid. It was probably like it changed my life in a way that made me scared of literally making any mistakes. Like I was like, I have to stop drinking or I'm a fucking idiot. I have to stop fucking doing this or I'm a fucking idiot. I have to call my mom. I have to be a better daughter. And it made me anxious about everything. So now I can't let anyone down because but like also like whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? But um that acid trip just made me feel so anxious about my life and i think it it, like honestly like my dad like and schizophrenia is like fucking triggered by drugs and shit like that i hear that acid definitely triggers schizophrenia yeah so (laughs) i fucked my life up who else did that for themselves (laughs) who else gave themselves a mental illness that a lot of people have to go to the mental hospital for forever (laughs) i've done over i'm gonna say in my lifetime that i've done over 600 hits of acid so uh that's a lot of acid and they say that that after seven hits you're legally insane, and I, and I'll I'll deal with that, and that's fine. I didn't even get there, dude. It's because my whole family is like fucking crackhead crazy. Like that's why it took me only a few to be like I'm I'm legally insane. <laughs> but I I mean I definitely talk to myself all the time, and I hear voices in my head, and I've had invisible friends since I was young. There's no question about that. I remember having invisible friends since the time I was allowed to do that. Um, And I've always had a very, very rich fantasy life um, (laughs) throughout my entire life. I mean, it's not that that's a problem with me. It's like I like the things that I see are like I'm not crying. I'm literally just I smoked weed. Um, I like the things that I see are like 
disembodied human people and like people being like like I would be half asleep and there would someone be yelling like you don't like anybody like you know you don't love these people what the fuck are you doing here like stuff like that just yelling at me like insanity vortex that I'm surprised that I haven't had a nervous breakdown yet you know like um just it takes a different type of person to cope. Like everything I see is a threat to me. Huh. And so it's like, I have been trying, I have learned a lot of things to be able to cope with stuff like that. But I don't know what I did to myself, but I, I did a lot of drugs during high, like I was always kind of neurotic, but I did a lot of drugs during high school. I was never aware. So I can't even like know if it's something that happened naturally or if it's something that I triggered. triggered. Yeah, sure. You know why Californians can't have guns? Why? Because they're always triggered. <laughs> That's funny. Constantly, I like that. They're constantly triggered. No, hey, I I get it. I'm lucky that I didn't. I didn't do. I smoked pot for the first time when I was like 17. I had done. I didn't do any things. I didn't even drink. In I high started school. drinking when I was 12 years old. I started smoking weed when I was 13. I started doing coke when I was 16. Wow. Yeah. I started, um, what else? Did I, or I started doing Xanax when I was 16. I started doing opioids when I was 16. Yeah. I started. I didn't ever like opioids. Opioids made me nauseous all the time, but yeah. I thought they were amazing for some reason. I started taking Xanax every day when I was 16. Well, Xanax is in the Tupam family. It's a benzodiazepine. It's actually, yeah. it's actually, yeah. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, I know. I no, no. It, I, I do love mm. benzos, but they make me forget. And they, like, honestly, like, I was so fucked up during all of high school and I don't remember any of it that I don't want to take Xanax ever again. Like, I like I have gotten Xanax for free from people and just stowed it away and given it to other people because it's I... It's great for it, planes. It's great for plane flights. Yeah, you're but... afraid of flying. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, for, mm, it is for anxiety, good. but when you use it for your everyday life, like, no, no, I can't, no, no, I can't work. control, yeah. Well, and they used to give um, when you use it Valium for your life, in the 70s exactly. for postpartum depression. I did Valium for the first, or, like, it was because I was prescribed, I was prescribed was Valium. Little helpers. I was prescribed helpers. Valium when I was in the third grade. Wow. Wow, you had serious anxiety. No, I, I had a neck injury. Why would they give you Valium? That makes no sense. It's a benzodiazepine. It's they just for- wanted me to relax. Wow. No, they didn't give me Valium. They gave me Vicodin. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's They gave opioid, me Vicodin. Which doesn't necessarily help because opioids just mask the pain and then you can hurt yourself more. If you, They should have given you a muscle relaxant. They should have given you some yeah. Soma. Like no, soma yeah. Soma, good. but Soma I also abused. Ah, uh, Soma's a lot of fun. I abused Soma in the late '90s. I would take a Soma. And I was in like high school. Beers, yeah, I was in a Soma, and I was like, "Let's go, friends." Uh, but it was it only because I was so cheap in college. I couldn't afford alcohol, so I could use pills. Oh no! The meds. fact that I the fact that I take medication now. I used to be a seventeen drink a night girl. I have had I have had three drinks tonight or four. Yeah. Yeah. No, I used to in college. uh, It was so funny because I was a dancer and I was a lot larger than I am now. And I was dancing like four hours a day. But I was also shotgunning and drinking like 12 beers a night. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. So I moved from beer to wine and I lost like 
10 pounds immediately. That's what I keep telling Aaron is because he he wants to lose weight and he's talking about like oh I just need to like go on this diet and I'm like no dude you just need to stop drinking beer yeah, you're I drinking I- IPA yeah, yeah from yeah. beer to wine like yeah. honestly yeah. seltzer too it just makes you bloated it's I mean and it's the water weight I mean there's all kinds of things happening but so that was always my problem and when I fell on my face and had my whole alcoholic come to Jesus thing in uh, February 1st of this year and people were like, oh, you drink too much, blah, blah, And I'm like, I actually don't drink too much. The problem is that I don't eat enough. The problem mm-hmm. is that I actually have an eating disorder. And so when I'm drinking all day on a Saturday, I'm thinking the whole time, well, I've had 2,000 well, calories yeah, from the beer, yes. Alcohol. Yeah, I was drunk anorexic for a while. Else. I was drunk anorexic for a while. Exactly. So I'm eating enough calories, but I'm not having real food. And so that's why I fell on my face and I had to get 15 stitches in my eye, et cetera, et cetera. So I made a deal with myself that I'm not allowed to drink unless I'm only allowed to have a beer for every 200. So if a beer is 200 calories, I'm not allowed to have that beer unless I've had 200 calories. That's a so good I idea. Have to. I'm not allowed. I have to eat before I drink. And again, tonight, I'm eating as much as I'm drinking. I've been eating. I have a granola bar in there that I need to eat in a second. And I had all the cheeses and all the things. And I was eating. And I made sure. But it's not that I have a drinking problem. Because I honestly don't drink. Even when I day drink, I only have one beer on the hour. So if I've been drinking for 14 hours, I've had 15 drinks. Yeah. So I have I, I just keep it going all day and I love it and I love day drinking. But I have to eat because I have to eat. So you have to eat because I have to eat. And that's the come to Jesus talk I had with myself is that I'm not an alcoholic. I have an eating disorder. And you know, and then that plays into all of my like fucking self-esteem issues and blah blah blah. But and I'm an adult now. These are the things I'm dealing with. So. Yay, I'm an adult Yay. now. Yay. Being an adult is so crazy, honestly. Like, I'm just transitioning com- from kind of being a kid, obviously. Like, I'm very young. I'm 22. I, like, I very often have to remind myself, like, oh, my gosh, this is what it's like not to be a kid. Like, it's not it's not that things are happening much worse than they were happening before. It's just that they're happening right now, and I'm aware of them. So here's the thing I have to say, and some of our other friends have left tonight, but I'm a person that got a DUI when I was 32, and I don't support anyone ever drinking behind the wheel ever at any time. Always leave your car. It is better to get a ticket. It's better to have your car towed. It's better to pay the $600 when your car is towed or to leave it somewhere and get a ticket than it is to get a DUI and spend the minimum $10,000 and all the other things that happen. Please, 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 please always leave your car. Don't drive drunk. Don't be dumb. And I know you're young. I know you think that you're going to live forever, and I know you think it's fine. But please, anybody out there, take it from the old lady who hasn't driven in 14 years now because I'm a responsible adult. I'm a responsible adult, and I drink, and I smoke pot, and that's why I don't drive. Please, 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 never, ever, ever, ever. Because even if you think you can drive, it doesn't matter. They're still going to get you in trouble. And even if you can pass all their sobriety tests, if that breathalyzer comes above .08, which is like two drinks, and if you haven't eaten, please eat, please eat. 
If you have it, it is so easy to blow 0.08 and you just don't want to deal with that headache. So leave your car, leave it parked, get a ticket, get it towed. It doesn't matter. It's better than driving home. Okay, that's my PSA. Da -da -da -da. Old lady trying to, to teach the children. <laughs> I love it. It's, I'm just saying. Like, it's always better. Even if you have to take a $150 Uber, it is cheaper than getting a DUI because they're out there and they're looking for you. They just, they, it's just money in their pocket. Don't do it. Da, 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 da. Should we, we should play some music. Yeah. Let's Sam's some music. bag is here, so he should be coming back. Mm -hmm. Damn, we're late. Sorry. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll uh, what what kind of music do you like? Um, I'm a big fan of anything. Oh, <laughs> anything. I'm a big fan of anything.
The Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. Every who, down in Hoover, liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Hooville, did not. The Grinch laughed in his throat, and he made a quick Santa Claus hat and a coat, and he chuckled and clucked. What, what, a, what a great Grinchy trick. <laughs> With this coat and this hat, I look just like Saint Nick. <laughs> All I need is a reindeer. The Grinch looked around, but since reindeer are scarce, there was none to be found. Did that stop the old Grinch? No! The Grinch simply said, if I can't find a reindeer, I'll make one instead. So he called his dog, Max. Then he took some red thread and he tied a big horn on the top of his head. Then, he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh, and he hitched up old Max. Then the Grinch said, Yep! And the sleigh started down toward the homes where the Hoos lay a snooze in their town. Every present. 
top gun and bicycles, roller skates, drums, checkerboard, tricycles, popcorn, and plums. And he stuffed them in bags, and the Grinch very nimbly stuffed all the bags one by one up the chimney. Then he slunk to the icebox.
prophesy? God had told Jonah to go and prophesy against Nineveh, and Jonah was afraid to do it, and he ran away. So God sent me after him, as if you can run away from God. Am I in time? Time what for? To catch a ship. Depends where you're going. Anywhere. Away from here, anywhere. Sort of cruise like? Yes, that's right. Well, we're going to Tarsh. Is that any good to you? It's not near Nineveh, is it? Nineveh? Bless your heart, no. Nineveh? Why, that's... Well, I don't rightly know where that is, but it ain't nowhere near Tarshish. Good. Good. To Tarshish, then. Anywhere that's away from Nineveh. Up aboard, then. Cast off, forward! Cast off, forward! Cast off, off! Andromedes? Aye, aye, sir. I don't much like the look of the weather, Mr. Andromedes. We're going to run into a storm, sir. Uh, collect the passengers amidships, Mr. Andromedes, and wait for further orders. Aye, aye, sir. You, sir. Where are you from? I am an Egyptian, Tell me, Egyptian, did you cause this storm? You or your gods? No, sir. Not I, no my gods. Yeah, well, you better pray that it goes away or it may sink us. Pray to your gods to abate the storm. I will. I, I will. Pray! All of you down on your knees and pray! Pray to your gods that the storm may abate and spare us all! Pray! Pray! Is everybody here? No, sir. There's a man called Jonah. He's not here. Where is he? He's below, sir. Asleep. 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 I'll not stand for it. Let him obey my orders and come on deck. He's got to pray. We've all got to pray. No one can be excused. This storm has been sent by someone's God, and I want to know whose. Get this Jonah up here at once. Aye, aye, sir. Go on. Pray, if you value your miserable hides. Get on your knees and pray. Mr. Andromedes, sir, lighten the ship. Cast overboard the deck cargo. Hands to lighten ship. Passengers, too. Here, you. Take all of those bales. Help away there. Move on. We're sinking by the bales. Where's that Jonah? He that was asleep. I am here. Then get over there with the rest of them and pray. Pray to your God, whatever his name is, to get us all out of this mess. So Flatback Plastic, UniRadio.fm. <laughs>
out of my mind. Oh. Uh-huh. 
Flat Black Blessing on Uni Radio FM.